Hello and welcome to the Courage to Be podcast, where we explore how to raise your game, lean into discomfort and have more impact and purpose. I am your host, Sinead Millard. Hello everyone, welcome back to this week's solo episode. I have been thinking long and hard about what to share this week. Um, For a few reasons, I guess, I have less time to spend on work at the moment because I have the girls at home and homeschooling and all that fun that goes with it. Um, So I want to make sure that any time I do spend on the podcast is very intentional and, of course, really useful to you listening. And I landed on sharing with you a couple of podcasts that have been quite useful for me in in recent weeks. and sharing with you a few insights that really resonated and that stood out for me and of course I will share the links in the show notes and there may be insights in there that um, stand out to you so we're all obviously experiencing very different things individually Um, so what resonates might be quite different but I'd like to begin with Under the Skin which is a podcast with Russell Brand and I think just on a general note, I really enjoy this podcast. Um, I've subscribed to Luminary because um, you cannot get access to the full suite of episodes on other listening apps. Um, so I've, yeah, I mean, really, that's the only podcast that I listen to on Luminary, but I feel it justifies the subscription because I love the work of Russell Brand. He's quite the genius um, and, yeah, just a really kind and and, and open and lovely person um, I think he has a way of talking about subjects without being too opinionated um, yeah he's a lovely style of um, interviewing and yeah very uh, free of any judgment which which is really nice but this particular episode is episode number 168 and the title of that episode is Holocaust Survivor is History Repeating Itself with um, Edith Eager and yeah, I, I really found this podcast oh, so enjoyable to listen to and incredibly useful. Um, Dr. Edith, or Edie, as Russell refers to her in this particular conversation, um, is in her 90s. And I genuinely had an immense sense of gratitude for being able to hear more from or hear from for the first time hear from from this woman and her experience both personally and professionally and the depth of that experience and and also her capacity to inspire with her words and her insights um was was really profound so I've jotted down some of the insights that really I found quite powerful um and I'll I'll share them with you the first one and these are actually in no order um you cannot heal what you do not feel And yeah, this is something that I've been really trying to practice lately. So if you've listened to my conversation with Stephen Hayes, if not, it's the previous episode. You can check it out um, over on my website or any of your listening apps. And um, a big part of my discussion and, and my takeaway from Stephen Hayes and the work that I've been trying to do in my own life is just sitting with what is painful and when we have an experience or when we have a feeling that's quite uncomfortable instead of reacting or instead of reacting um, from that feeling or perhaps distracting ourselves from that feeling 
even if we think that f- that distraction is healthy, be that listening to a podcast or picking up a book or phoning a friend or going into busy mode, however that distraction might manifest. Instead, it's just to to acknowledge that feeling and to feel that feeling. I mean, I think that none of this, of course, is is new. It's just how we practice it and what that looks like for us and whether or not that makes a difference in our life. And for me, it's it's literally been feeling that feeling in that moment, not necessarily even naming it or labeling it, but just recognizing when something is there. So whether that's a feeling of anxiety, um, whether that's something that triggers me in conversation with my husband or in work, whatever that may be, um, just holding um, a space or taking time to be with that feeling. And that for me has been the work um, that might seem quite basic because I think if, if you listen again to the conversation with Stephen Hayes, of course, we can we can build on this and there's various different ways in which we can play with this. But for now, for me, it's just how do I avoid distracting myself and rather just be. And usually when we stop and well, certainly I'll speak in the first person when I stop and feel these feelings. Yeah, it, it's uncomfortable. But when I've been quite intentional about stopping, it's it's OK. But I definitely feel it like I will check in with where that feeling is manifesting in me physically, whether that's in my heart or my, my, my stomach or whatever, or my shoulders or my arms, wherever that might be appearing. And just that, just that, the pace actually, just slowing down to feel in itself has, has been quite powerful. Um, and I think I've been engaging with this practice without necessarily looking for a payoff or seeing the difference that it has made but it has certainly made a difference um and and I won't go into those differences necessarily because I think they'll be very personal I think you can just sometimes there's there's moments in your life where you stop and you just notice that things have felt quite calm or calmer than usual don't get me wrong there are definitely moments that are not very calm right now especially because I'm homeschooling and yeah gosh that's a whole challenge in itself and yeah I'm not going to make out that I am this composed individual who is you know operating in this calm zone 24 7 but my point being that starting to play with this concept of feeling what comes up for us so not just feeling the good stopping and recognizing the uncomfortable has definitely had a positive effect Something else that um, Edie mentioned was speak what you live. And I think this is incredibly profound. And obviously the very fact of having this podcast is in ways a desire for me to to speak and to share. Um, am I speaking what I'm living? Not not fully, no. Um I think I am speaking what I am learning. I am speaking part of what I'm living and part of what I'm experiencing. But is there complete, almost what we might refer to as radical transparency? Not yet. Um, Will there be? Who knows? I think there's parts of our lives perhaps that will always remain more private. And I think that's okay. We all have we all have our parts that we don't wish to share. But there is something 
when I when I heard this being said, speak what you live, I thought, oh, it's just so beautiful, you know, speak what you live. Could you imagine if we were to fully speak what we live um, or if we were to be radically transparent about all aspects of our life, be that our relationship or work or experiences or feelings? Now, I think that there would obviously need to be some boundaries around that to ensure that if we are expressing certain feelings that they're being able to be held um, and and I guess that's where I do have spaces whereby whether that's in coaching or whether that's through therapy whereby yes it's you know it's it's really safe to speak um, what I live <laughs> and I think that might be the case for, for a lot of people there's certain situations where it's very safe to speak what we live but maybe it's always safe. I, I don't know. This is me kind of exploring just to say I was also listening to another podcast, um, which I'm not going to go into in too much detail because I don't have the full the full details of it. Um, and it's kind of off theme a little bit, but it was more on relationships in this particular couple talked about a part of their healing journey becoming radically transparent about their relationships and the highs and the lows and there's just such I mean it's back to that strength and vulnerability isn't there um, and I think there's two things for me there's strength in feeling vulnerability that will might be feeling what's underneath some of the anger or the pain so really allowing ourselves to feel what's there be that sadness be that when we're scared or anxious yeah, so vulnerability is leaning into that and actually feeling that. But then there's kind of vulnerability in sharing how we are feeling. That's really tricky. Um, so yeah, speak what you live. I'd be interested to see if that resonates with you or what that might bring up for you. And here's another one from Dr. Edith. As long as you can find a balance between working, loving and playing and become your own parent. So there's so much in this, right? So I guess, yeah, balance between working, loving and playing. And when we step back and think about our lives in the context of working, loving and playing. Um, I know there's been parts of my life that have been very much about working. Um, I think at the moment it's quite different. Spending much less time on work and, and f a lot more time on family. And and that feels really good because obviously with family comes loving and and playing. Um, and I don't think that we need to look at these in isolation of each other or independently. I think working, loving and playing, you know, they're integrated. We can bring love and play into our work. Um, but yes, but what comes up for you when you think about that? As long as you can find a balance between working, loving and playing. Do you feel like you're finding a balance between working, loving and playing? And then become your own parent. This is, yeah, I mean, this is great, isn't it? It's just really talking about that need for responsibility. And also either talks about blaming being for children. And it's so true. You know, if you say kids blame and, and adults blame, gosh, I blame. Um, but just holding that in my mind and it was like being our own parent and the importance of that. I'll move on to another episode an actual podcast in general that I really love, which is Tara Brock. Definitely worth checking her out. Again, I'll include the link in the show notes. So Tara Brock's teachings blend Western psychology and Eastern spiritual practices. I'm actually reading this directly from her website. Mindful attention to our inner life and a full compassionate engagement in our world. But there was a particular episode. Actually, it's at the moment, it's Tara's most recent episode and it's Cultivating a Courageous Heart. 
Tara talks about or times are calling for courage right now. But something that really resonated, obviously, given the theme of the podcast being the courage to be the word courage. It means greatness of heart that allows us to face what we fear, stand in the fire of vulnerability, this willingness to feel what's difficult to feel. Now, this comes back to, again, the same theme that I've very much been exploring. And again, it touches on the work of Stephen Hayes. I mean, I mean, I guess all of these these insights um, refer back to historical spiritual teachings and, and everybody's expressing them in different ways. Um, but I'm certainly playing and experimenting with some of these teachings right now. And yeah, to, to stay and be open to to some of the more painful experiences, feelings, moments. How often do we distract ourselves? And actually Tara shared an example that really resonated with me, which is if we think of those close to us who might be sharing something, that they are experiencing some suffering, some pain, some discomfort. And how do we, how are we? I'm not going to say how do we react actually, because that's not what's required of us. So how are we when that is shared with us? Do we can we can we hold space for that person to share and almost I mean I'm not going to go as far as saying being able to experience that pain with them but even at its at a minimum just not jumping into reactive mode or fixing mode or problem solving mode which I know when I do that in our relationship that can be frustrating I think when either of us if I do it to Billy or if Billy does it to me sometimes you're just like I don't I don't need fix I don't need a, a solution here um but it's just quite interesting when somebody shares something just how when they share suffering or or discomfort that they're experiencing how are we able to be in that situation are we able to simply accept where that person is at and just sit with them and hear them and listen listen to them I mean that's amazing when we're listened to and and perhaps experience that pain with them um but yeah I guess that's where that's where compassion comes in but I think the 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 big standout for me in this particular episode was really just being open to vulnerability and and when we say open to vulnerability for me in this sense it's open to that that is uncomfortable to the pain to this the discomfort and and you know it's an exercise in itself just to start observing when we actually feel uncomfortable because I think we can go through life at such a pace um that there's there's no time quote unquote of course there is but there's no time to stop there is no practice to stop and just literally you know, this is not about sitting down and, and meditating for 10 minutes. This is about just tuning in and observing when an emotion or a particular feeling, say feeling is, is, is present and, and, and feeling that and, and experiencing that discomfort as opposed to continuing just to quickly move past that and suppress that or distract ourselves or make ourselves busy. If I look back at the, you know, my periods of busy, you know, they, of course it's, it's a distraction from suffering. And yes, life is busy sometimes, of course. And if I think about certain environments in which I've been in in the past, 
I think maybe I felt at times that it, there was there genuinely was no time to stop or that stopping wasn't wasn't safe. Maybe if I bring that into a more practical example. So in a really busy work environment and you're going through any one day experiencing maybe anxiety or experiencing sense of rejection or experiencing um, worry, whatever that may be of all the various things that can happen in your work day. Kind of the idea of stopping in that environment where it's not very conducive to slowing down because it's all about picking up the pace and I'm generalizing here this was definitely the work environment that I was in but yet if, if I had these skills I could definitely have tapped into them um, a lot more um, but I think what I like about this process of simply feeling and stopping and when I say stopping it's is it stopping I mean that that stopping is is short and it's really just acknowledging and feeling as opposed to continuing on you know and picking up the speed even when we feel something uncomfortable or distracting ourselves um yeah just that practice of of being with that more uncomfortable feeling and maybe it's worth asking you when you feel anxious do you pause or do you get busy the final theme is prayer um which feels a bit strange for me to be talking about prayer on here. Um, but I I share with you a quote, actually, that comes from um, Russell Brand's Instagram page that really inspired me. And it's by Kathleen Norris. Prayer is not asking for what you think you want, but asking to be changed in ways you can't imagine. Um, and I really loved that. And it got me thinking about what prayer means to me. And I think what's interesting, if I back up for a moment, I guess it's as we are kind of in this particular lockdown. I don't know, was it lockdown three? Um, I guess we, you know, I've personally needed to access other tools, different tools, more tools in order to support me. Um, and I think I've been drawn, as I said, to certain podcasts or certain teachers messages insights and through that I've also started to think more a little about prayer and I I'm not a religious person I grew up I was raised Catholic Uh, I used to go to mass on a Sunday which I loved get all dressed up have a little look around the church I always loved watching all the different families and um, seeing my friends and having the chats and then getting to go to the shop afterwards and having a lovely Sunday roast and going to my nan's house afterwards. Um, so yeah, there was a lovely ritual around the whole thing. Um, and then as I as I got older, st- you know, became more opinionated, started to question the messages that I was hearing at church. And my relationship with church slowly evolved. And then I realised, you know, I don't have to go to church anymore. So I made that choice and... Yeah, I, I still got married in a Catholic church. Um, I I don't know if I call myself religious anymore, but I think having a think about what prayer means to me, I've I found really nourishing and just starting to experiment. I actually listened to some podcasts. Um, um, I won't I won't list them, but there were certain people that I was listening to that were just talking about what prayer meant to them, and um, that that was really useful to me because it, it's funny. It sounds crazy that I almost felt like I wasn't able to pray. I, my close friends from home were on a WhatsApp group, and I was texting them, going, "Do you guys pray? Do you have any prayers you could send me?" Um, and then I realized, of course, being inspired by these various different podcasts, that it was just more about kind of entering into conversation and connecting with God and. To give you a little bit more detail on that, I guess, if I think about first thing in the morning, it's it's again, it's about that intention and that pace and slowing down and 
thinking about your day ahead and I guess calling on God to support me and to give me the strength and the courage that I need um, to be the mother and the wife and the friend and the worker and all of those things that I am for me to be supported in my decisions um, and perhaps at the end of the day it's we could even refer to it as a gratitude exercise but again for me I'm kind of thinking about it or um, referring to it as, as prayer and it's looking back on the day reflecting um, expressing gratitude um, but in conversation with a God and um, and even moments throughout the day again I heard a very wise woman say that you know, listening to your intuition or calling on God um, in moments. So it might be listening to your intuition, which some people might refer to as 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 God um, or calling on God when we have to make tougher decisions. And it's just something that I'm playing with and finding quite nourishing um, as I go for my walks, which I'm trying to do kind of just slower paced walks at the moment through Richmond Park across down the River Thames. And I think sometimes in nature, it's quite easy to connect um, with something more than me and and just have that conversation and know that I guess there there is something more than me that I can call on to support and I have to say talking about this topic like I do feel a little bit uncomfortable um, and it's interesting because I just talked about radical transparency in the middle of this podcast hence why I am sharing but maybe there's just some historical perceived judgment that I have there around prayer or linked to religion or spirituality or it's just a topic that is sometimes hard to talk about for me um but I'm talking about it and my kind of the ways in which I'm playing with that right now and 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 that the fact that that's feeling quite nourishing and I'd love to hear from you if this is something that you're too interested in or just generally what your relationship is with prayer um and that's it. I hope this has been useful. Oh, I've enjoyed reflecting and sharing with you guys. And uh, I really want to keep this up. Like I feel right now that I'm publishing my episodes fortnightly, which I'd love to be doing weekly. Gosh, I'd love to be doing daily, but it's just not possible right now. But I do think that the podcast is going to become a much bigger part of my work. But right now it's it's podcast and it's my my clients and the amount of time I have for the podcast is is just what I'm giving it right now but I know that that will change in the future and hopefully I will be able to publish um episodes weekly and have more guests on um have another exciting guest for you coming up in two weeks but until then I'm sending you all love and I shall talk soon Thank you so much for listening. If there's something that you've heard in this episode that has resonated with you, or perhaps you think it could benefit someone else, then please do share this link or start the conversation. If you haven't done so already, click on the subscribe button in your listening app. And as always, I really value your feedback. So please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And for more information, full show notes, links and resources, you can pop over to my website, SineadMillard.com. See you next time, back here on The Courage To Be.